You guys ever watch top 10 lists on YouTube? Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> you ever watch anything only, from, like... Only joke ones. From, like, what culture? When they're oh, like, yo, oh, let's God. review all of the most underrated movies from the last decade. I, I had a phase where that's Avengers all I watched. Avengers Endgame, number no. one! It was pretty bad. <laughs> here's the problem. No, no. Here's, here's the problem. When they get to, like, number four, and they're like, Assassin's Creed, I just close the window. <laughs> close the window, and I'm done. I am got, done with that list. You got all the way to number four? Oh, yeah. I lied. I, I watch, like, top ten overpowered anime characters. <laughs> things like that. Oh, of course he are. Yeah. He's got to find new anime so to watch. So up your alley. Hey everybody, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to The Forecast, episode 82. The Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast we every other Thursday. We're a group of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things, from board games to video games to film to things we just sort of encounter um, throughout our everyday lives. If you want to check out some other things we've done, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash wearethehorizoncommunity, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. Additionally, there's a lot of other content that we've posted up there you can take a look at as well. All of our links and everything we talk about in our podcast gets put into our cast notes and that gets pushed out to whatever podcasting app you're using. So I'm joined by a few additional peeps this week. Alex. Hello. How's it going? Caleb. Hello. Owen. Hey, Hal. Jake. Hi. And Frank. Hola. Gotta court that Spanish market. Let's go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Olo. Como estas? Muy bien, y tú? Oh, I see, I see. Killing so it. I was thinking we should just go ahead and do what we always do and just start off with a top 10 list. What do you guys think? I mean, yes, uh, please. Yeah, it's pretty great, right? Yeah. So I'm not actually Let's talk this, about but... the top 10 podcasts of all time. Okay. <laughs> Number one, forecast. Number two, forecast. <laughs> Number three, the forecast. Episode eight. confused with. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm not going to actually do this top 10 list, but I did want to point something out. I was reading the best digital ad- adaptations of board games. There's a lot of things in here from like Pandemic to Ticket to Ride to the digital edition of Scythe. But what do you guys think the number one digital ad- adaptation they had listed for Monopoly. a board game was? No. Damn it. Tabletop Simulator. Tabletop <laughs> really? Simulator. Really? That's, that's not even fair. That yeah, it's just cheating. I was joking. <laughs> it's right, Yeah, though. because that's ridiculous. It's so stupid. That's because that's every board game ever. Correct. They're all in there. Of course it's going to be the best one because it includes all of the others. <laughs> so stupid. All right, let's just move on. What have you been playing lately? Alex, we'll go ahead and start with you. Sure. Um, they're playing some of the original Baldur's Gate. I also I found this game on Steam called Neon Boost. It's free to play. It's like pretty short, but it is a platformer that's like basically um it's based around rocket jumping, like in Quake. You boosting? Yeah. I'm bo- <laughs> you boosting. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's you can get some like neat um like skips in the levels and stuff like that. It's kinda it looks like it's kinda built for like speedrunning or something because you can do some crazy stuff with like how you You basically like shoot a rocket at your feet and like propel yourself 
through the levels. Pretty cool. By a neon boost, I assume there's some amount of just vaporware aesthetic going uh, on. Yeah, it's all like Tron-y. Yeah. I was about to say, what level of Tron are we at here? <laughs> um, so it's free. Uh, I don't know why it's free on Steam. I feel like they could charge like 5 or $10 for that. No problem. But it's pretty cool. Um, I got back into Slay the Spire some. I finally completed a run of that game. I've never actually finished it before. Oh, nice. you finally killed the Spire? Yeah, I, killed, <laughs> I slew the Spire. Good job. Proud of you. Um, I used the... What is the second guy called again? The Silent? The Silent. Yeah. He's like a guy that's... He, the, the class is based around like poison and stuff like that. Is he deadly? Uh, yeah, I guess I should say if... if uh, you don't know what Slay the Spire it is. It's basically a deck builder that you play like a roguelike and runs against a bunch of AI. Wow. It's no wonder you like this game, Caleb. But, I mean, it's the only card game I really like. But it's roguelike, uh, so it doesn't yeah, really I mean, it matter what the other mechanics are. <laughs> I thought you liked um, Artifact. I mean, I played that for a while. But, but you didn't enjoy it. I mean, it was fun, but... Is that, is that that Valve one? Yeah, yeah, it's the one. Oh, God. I wouldn't like two people play. Yeah. <laughs> Like Tyler, completely that's probably dead accurate now. now. Yeah, you should look at the uh, Steam Spy stats. It's very sad. They're they're just like went into hibernation mode. They're working on like a reimagining of it. Essentially, I'm not, I'm not sad for them. They haven't released a game in like so long, and then they were like, "Guys, we're releasing a game." It's a trading card game. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty common theme for a couple of years, though. It, it was. Like, it, it went. It like it was just like rock hard to flaccid in like fucking one <laughs> second flat. I mean, we brought it up several times on the podcast, but that video of the reveal, me and Aaron were actually there in the crowd, and it's an audible like oh, and then like when they put the subtitle <laughs> Adobe Two Card Game underneath it. The entire crowd just like, oh, <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, they couldn't have planned it better. I mean, it was just great. But I think that uh -oh. that theme has been like, that's just been kind of regular. I remember when um, Blizzard was like talking about their announcement for their next big upcoming thing. And then, of course, <laughs> card Gosh. game. And everybody was like, okay, cool. Next. Now they're working on a standalone version of Dota Auto Chess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, that's yep. true. They were gonna work with the devs of Dota Auto Chess, but they're both now gonna work on different versions <laughs> of yep. Dota Auto Chess. Like with I each really other's blessing. Yeah, so much yeah. sense. It's really bizarre. <laughs> Very strange. Uh, and finally, I have got back into The Witcher Three, which I know is weird, but. I never actually played all the way through it, and it's always been one of the big like regrets in my gaming history, because everybody's like, oh, it's the best game ever, blah, 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 all this stuff, you know? One of your biggest regrets, huh? I would say, yeah, it's always in the back of my mind, and like gaming backlog stuff, it's like, I never actually finished The Witcher 3, and it's like highly revered as like, the best RPG. Wow, and what's your verdict? <laughs> uh, it's still very good. I don't know if, if I call it the best ever or whatever. I don't know if wow. I have enough experience in the genre or anything uh, like you, that. But... Did you play the Red Baron storyline? That shit was pretty good. Uh, so I actually got through, I think, just after that when I originally played it, and I've, I've restarted it. I'm still in White Orchard. You never went to Skellige? Nope. That's a pretty long single-player game, is it not? Bro, yeah, it's, it is it's, it's long. Yeah. Long. Okay. yeah. I heard a rumor that it's coming to Switch. Oh, cool. that'd be cool. I don't know how much truth there is to that. It hasn't <laughs> been confirmed by anyone, but that's what word on the street is. Cool parts about it right now are 
it's been out long enough that there's a bunch of mods for it. So there's like all new textures oh gosh, and all the titties. Of, Here yeah. we go. <laughs> wait, wait, mod. Just all the new the mods. Weight. No. Did you, <laughs> did you sign up for the premium or the premium for mod DB again, just so that you could have all the um, stuff instantly? It, it's not as bad as Skyrim, so I didn't oh, I didn't have to do that. I only installed like twenty or thirty mods, but You're when I five hundred mods of Skyrim, yeah, when Listen. I do like two hundred mods in Skyrim at once, I sign up for a month of uh, Nexus Premium just to get all the mods. After you've played Skyrim through a couple times, then you're just like the new Skyrim game you play is modding Skyrim, and that's pretty much though. That's yeah. it. You How many mods can you like, install without man, it crashing there's, there's, every time? There's <laughs> really really good, and then you just instantly go ahead and delete it because you need room on your hard drive in order to install some other game. There's literally a YouTube channel where the guy just installs and messes around with Skyrim mods. I'm not surprised. I mean, it's there's mostly so many like anime companions. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, this companion's like pretty good. You know, she's got like nice rack, <laughs> like very good models. She's got, she's got unique animations, right? And it's just, I, I, I was flabbergasted. Yeah, so I... I went pretty basic on my Witcher mods, just like visual upgrades, kind of, and you know, a few tweaks here and there. I took out encumberment. Yes. Um, there is some actually crazy stuff in there, though. Uh, you can get this one called, I think it's just like enhanced or something like that, which Witcher Three Enhanced Edition, and it like completely changes the way combat works and takes out the leveling system, and like relevels all of the monsters across the world to be like equivalent to to what it, they should be in terms of difficulty when you get there but it's not based around levels or stats or anything it's just based around like pure combat ability hmm. that makes sense it's yeah. like it's crazy and there's another one that's just like we tried to make it like dark souls combat and you've got like <laughs> a stamina bar and like you have to block and maintain your stamina bar and everything costs stamina to do stuff and you have the slowest fat roll ever. Yep. <laughs> uh, were the other like was Witcher One and Witcher Two not like are they just not as well Witcher One received? was not particularly well received, like a cult yeah. classic kind of. Witcher okay. Two was good. I was gonna say I think everyone really liked Two, but Three like exploded. Okay, Witcher Two yeah, is never pretty good. Any of them. But the combat's a little more difficult to get into than Three. Plus, yeah. originally Two. So didn't really have a tutorial yeah it just kind of threw you to the wolves yeah. and was like i hope you know Man. how to block yeah. what is it also, with games? i also hope you know what's going on in this world <laughs> <laughs> what is it with games where they're just like nah player doesn't need tutorial let's just shove them right in there it's fine yeah there's no middle ground it's either like press the x button to get through this menu okay now use the stick to look around there's no middle ground it's either that or just <laughs> toss right in you just thrown right into the yeah. wolves yeah so the main thing I've come away is just being really excited for Cyberpunk to come out. Bruh, I didn't need to play Witcher 3 to get, get <laughs> amped about that. Because like, just going through like all the quests and everything, just the way the world's laid out and how they just pack it with all sorts of stuff, I'm just like, yeah, Cyberpunk's going to be awesome. It's I'm ready to really jack bad. deck, dude. <laughs> Has um, anyone played that conglomerate 451 game? It was like connected to Cyberpunk. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. You are tripping. Is it like yeah. a demo? No, it's it's not even like the same gameplay style. But I feel like there was something. It's either in the cyberpunk world or something. I don't remember for sure. I'll have to look it up. 
that's very specific description of this game. Thank you. That that content there. That's really nice. <laughs> yeah, make sure you leave that in. Yeah, it's perfect. I'm definitely going to. Um I have been traveling a little bit, so I've not been playing a lot of video games, but I have been playing some board games because we've spent some time with some family. Um, one of which is We're Doomed. I don't know if you guys remember when we played this at, some of us played this at uh, PAX. Um, yeah. But it is a co-ompetition game, I think is what they're actually called. There is Co- no way. That is the worst name I've ever heard. <laughs> Co- co-ompetition. I'm pretty sure that's what it is because it's that's... competitive cooperative. Yeah, that's Co- not a good name, but okay, sure. I'll yeah, accept well, it. It's uh, it's really it's a fun game. It's like if you've ever played a game like Halapagos. Um, basically, everybody is trying to cooperate and contribute to some one main primary goal, uh, while at the same time you're also trying to like secure your whatever it is. In, in Halapagos, it's securing a space on the raft. In We're Doomed, it's securing a seat on this spaceship. Um, in order to go to outer space, because basically the planet's going to explode. You're playing as a whole bunch of different types of factions, like you have an autocracy and a democracy, and all of them have like slightly different powers. And there's literally a 15-minute sand timer, and when the sand runs out, the game is over, no matter what stage you're at. And then depending on how much resources you've contributed to building of this spaceship is how many seats you get on the ship. And huh? Isn't that also... We- that's basically like coup. We played that at PAX, right? We, uh, me we, and Frank played with you at, at PAX. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A group Correct of us me? played. And Caleb, yep. Haven't we talked about this game on podcast before? Maybe. Do we cover it at, in I our mean, post-PAX podcast? It. It's, it's, it's a very common game type. Well, well, this game exactly, I feel like someone's talked about. And probably, yeah, I think it so. It was me. Okay, yeah, you or just Bro- saw it. Or Brock, because Brock, Brock bought it while we were there. Mm. The guy who developed it, it, this was his first game, and he sold out on the first day all the copies that he actually owned. Wow. And so, yeah, I've been waiting, and f- I finally ordered one. Didn't know I ordered it. I thought somebody ordered it for me, and it just arrived at my house, and I had to text, <laughs> like, five people to figure out that, no, no one, in fact, got me a game. They don't like me that much. I just ordered it one night while I was not really paying attention. Wow, that's so cute. You, you get you yourself a gift, attention? and you're like, oh, they do <laughs> like <know>. me. <laughs> How drunk were you? I wasn't. We, we, we were sure? having a party at my house. There was a group of us here, and I was, like, cooking and cleaning and entertaining so i wasn't even really drinking but we were t- sitting around talking about board games and i think i just went on my phone and bought it and then just went right back into whatever we were doing what? heroin <laughs> yeah i don't know Lop- specifically I, I remember when he ordered it did somebody slip you a mickey <laughs> maybe no alex I, no <laughs> no <laughs> alex. Alex. i do remember so. when he ordered it because it came up in conversation and he was like yeah and then something about like oh it's right here i just bought it he's just like bam it's like <laughs> So how many times have you played it now? Uh, I've probably played it six or eight times now. All right. So we played it like what, twice at PAX. Yeah. And I had a major issue with it, which is mm-hmm. the two factions that have the nuke just suck. They're bad. They're bad factions. Yeah. The two factions so- that we had when we played. Yeah, yeah. So I think it just has to do with that specific player count. So the way this game works is like, the, there's, there's a certain type of faction and you basically, everybody's different until you get to a player count of, I think, six, and then it starts to duplicate factions. Well, the first one they duplicate is the people who nuke people, and it's just less resources to nuke people. Um, when we were playing, we were playing with seven for the other, like, the rest of the games we are playing. So there's multiple the other types of factions, and it really started to balance it out, because it was kind of like that, um, oh, what is that, what is that, like, uh, uh, 
sort of nuclear policy where it's like everybody has nukes to make sure that nobody's going to nuke someone. Nuclear what is that? deterrence. There you go. Nuclear deterrence. So that's kind of what it felt like in our game. Nobody got nuked in, I think, until like the third or fourth game we were playing, and that's just because somebody had like an event card that allowed them to nuke yeah. someone. So it was a little bit more balanced from that standpoint in that I think everybody had methods of preventing the other players from actually gaining enough resources to do something. I will this, say, with, from what with you just said, this just—it still sounds bad to me because you're saying nobody nuked anybody. Yes, and the this primary like a ability of problem, though. Well, like the primary <laughs> ability of that one faction is easier to nuke people. That just, is the thing. Everybody else has like people, a useful dude. ability. Just nuke yeah. them. Yeah, so, I, I've played three different games that have this exact same sort of style. This competitive, if you will. <laughs> I, I I just I don't think I like that genre. Coopetition. Remember that time that we played it at PAX? Yeah. And then Brock just fucking nuked me out of oh, nowhere. Yeah. I mean, he's a dick. Brock shot three people in Jalapagos. <laughs> See, yep. yeah, like if you played Jalapagos and you just didn't kill anyone, that doesn't sound very fun at all. Right. It was right. I I don't know this. I feel like there's a lot more uh, interaction in We're Doomed because there's no real events in Jalapagos. Sure. And when we were playing, we're doing like we had things that I had never seen before mechanics that changed the entire way the game functioned. Um, we had people who were just we had one time where the rapture happened and the person who was playing as the religious, whatever they're called, they just won automatically. They were out of the rest <laughs> of the game and they just sat there while everybody else played. Okay, that's and they, fun, got to, they got to contribute <laughs> and take away wise. things, but nothing could happen to them because they were like removed from the planet, essentially. But they could still like they could still interact with players. It was I don't know. They're, it was cool. I think the I events know. kind of balance it out. Just in terms of like base mechanics, you don't want to let the nuke people get to nuke status, so everybody targets them super hard, and they yeah. don't have any special abilities to try to like help them otherwise. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just like they're just kind of stuck. Yeah. Well, in our game, everybody was stealing their resources all the time. So they were just stealing the um, reputation or whatever that is called that lets you get on the ship. So the first game we played, the person who was the nuke person had the most rep at the end of the game and won. And we only had one seat on the ship hmm. because we weren't taking that from him. And the only thing we would do against him was to pull some amount of resources away from him so that he couldn't do anything. Right, right. So oh, yeah, I'd have to play it more to really get a feel. Just the two games that we played, that was what I got. It was cool. Uh, I also played more monikers, which is just like double the size of monikers. Their first expansion is is basically double the amount of cards, um, which is fun because that game over time, it's not like Cards Against Humanity level gets repetitive, but it's you finally get to the point where you know all the cards. And so when you play with people who don't know the cards, it's, it's definitely unfair because you can reference things from when you've played it before. But... The expansion was cool, and then we went back and we played some base betrayal, just original betrayal house on the hill. And man, I freaking love that game. It's such a good it's, game. It's just so good. It's just so so good. Uh, and if you have never, if you never played betrayal, just go play betrayal first of all. But if you have and you're tired of the original haunts, there are some custom haunts online. There's this one specific guy who wrote about forty of them, and they are very well written and a lot of times more balanced than the ones from the original game. With the exception of a few that are just absolute <laughs> insanity, but yeah, hey Jake, what's that one that we just won't do anymore? A muck flesh. That's oh, in the yep. base game. It's busted. I'll never forget that name. <laughs> <laughs> um, Caleb, what have you been playing? 
Uh, I've been playing a few different things. Um, Baldur's Gate, Alex mentioned. Did we talk about that? We didn't talk about that at all, though, did we? No. Uh, we can get I was leaving it, it for Jake. Jake. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's, okay. it's fine. Nah, Jake's got it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm playing some other games. Uh, Observation, which is a game on the Epic Store right now. Um, it's a game where you play as the onboard computer of a space station after some terrible event has happened on the space station. And you're helping one astronaut like fix the station, essentially. Uh, essentially, and find all of the other astronauts who are around. And it's pretty interesting. It's got an interesting storyline going on in the background. It's very similar, I think, to Lone Echo. Um, it's not VR. So you won't get sick playing it. Yay. You got, <laughs> people got sick playing Lone Echo? Me. Oh, oh, yeah. I had to I lay down. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You're, any you're VR pretty, you yeah, you're pretty susceptible to that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> you should really go play Windlands. No, yes! gosh, no, 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 explode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that Projectile game was pretty cool. Everywhere. And I've been playing some Void Bastards, which came out on Steam just recently. Uh, it's a roguelike. Woo! Uh, <laughs> where you play as. A... Literally, no one is surprised. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You play as. So the way it does, like, the roguelikeness, you play as a different prisoner on this prison ship every time. And it always lists, like,. A few quirks that your character has and what your character was arrested for, which usually usually something dumb. Like one of my characters had way too many tea bags, so he was arrested for that. For tea bagging? Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Hey oh. Um And your goal is you travel to these different ships, loot them, kill all the it's said they call them citizens, but they're like corrupt monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> loot various ships in order to build you're trying to get a registered citizen card. So you find a citizen card and then you have to like build a machine to register it and all this stuff. So there's this... like a sort of plot line happening, but it's it's mostly just a roguelike, fun roguelike game. <laughs> it's got a super cool aesthetic too. Everything's like It's a it's... comic book look. Yeah, yeah. And Ooh. all of the enemies are almost like sprites, except they have not just like one side to them; they can like turn. But it's it's weird. It's hard to explain. They do like a great you, job, though. Pretty cool. <laughs> if you hear like footsteps around a corner or something like that, you'll you'll see like words pop out that it'll be like, you know, like thump 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 or whatever, a like a comic pop. book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When something explodes, it's like boom or clang. Or and something. there's like a white border around the screen, like you're looking at a panel from a comic yep. book. Oh. See, yeah, it's yeah, very it's, cool looking. The art style's great. One of my favorite parts is that the all the prisoners on the ship are like dehydrated, down to like discs or something, and they rehydrate them to bring them back to life, <laughs> yeah. so that you play as them. Now, the last game I've been playing is Outer Wilds, which is also on the Epic Store. I've heard uh, some good things about this game. What yeah, is it with you and buying things really on the Epic good? Store? Okay. I don't yeah, who know do if you, you think noticed, you are? But the Epic Store's having a sale where everything above fifteen dollars is ten dollars off. That's pretty Listen, good. You're contributing to this this problem. Hey man, I bought two games and they're good, so that's fine. How mm-hmm. dare you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you disgust uh, me. But you were talking about games that don't have a middle ground for tutorials. This game has does the approach where you walk up to a guy and he's like, "Hey." Do you want to do this thing for me where you can fly around in zero G? If not, you can go ahead, go get on your ship. Otherwise, you can you can go fix this item for me. So it's like a, do you want to do the tutorial or not? You can just walk away or you can do this fun little interactive tutorial. So it's, it's not bad there. 
but the game has a really cool mechanic. Uh, it's I don't know how to describe it without giving away like a. It, I was spoilery told part. that there's a lot of spoiler parts of it, and it was just like go play this because anything that you learn beforehand ruins a lot of the game. Yeah. So basically, you're an astronaut. You're exploring the, your solar system, and you're unraveling a big mystery. So you go to the various different planets of the solar system, learn about an ancient race, and what this mystery is happening around you. It's right. it's really cool. I think it's it has a lot of like cool deduction puzzle elements in it that are really good. And a lot of the worlds are very cleverly built. Owen, how about you, buddy? What have you been playing? So I've been playing Divinity 2, Original Sin, with my girlfriend. Um, we just made it, actually right before this podcast, we just made it um, off of the island, which is the farthest I've ever been in that game. So I was like, wow. Off I'm, the prison island? Yeah. Oh, dang. That's, that's when like the game starts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because I've, we I've, I've started sequence. two different times and I've gotten basically two or through Fort Joy and that's it. Congratulations, like, I you completed the tutorial. I haven't even like, gotten to the marshes <laughs> on the other side of Fort Joy, but now I have. I've oh, discovered Lord. that. I did some stuff with the dragon and, and, and uh, got off the island and I was like, holy crap, this game is so much fun. I see why you guys have spent so many hours playing it. And not finishing so, it. Yeah, well, I I think that with her dedication, uh, we're going to be very on track and focused to actually finishing the game. But it's fun, uh, and people should play it. Has anybody actually played their... I don't even know what they call it, but it's their custom game thing where you're like playing as somebody's the DM. Oh, Sam has done a lot with that, actually, I think. Yeah, yeah. We, we just haven't started yet, but I don't know if anybody else has played any of it. Mm. I'm going to take that as a no. Sounds like a no, no. yeah. I mean, okay. Allison the, uh, the has done a couple of their things. Are pretty, like, the maps and stuff like that are pretty limited. It's not Arma level? No. Nothing's Arma level. <laughs> are you joking? <laughs> I think a lot of it is supposed to be like just straight role playing. Like you kind of have a little bit of a framework and you have combat that you can use. And then a lot of it's just going to be like role playing your character. Yeah, I was hoping for like terrain tools and stuff like that. Okay. Jake, what have you been playing? Cool. I haven't really been playing much, uh, but we've teased Baldur's Gate twice now. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, me, Alex, and Caleb started the original Baldur's Gate. We played it, like, all day Saturday. That mm -hmm. game's pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we actually we had to restart at one point because the game did not do a good job communicating what was stealing and what was not. And we got fucked pretty hard. Because apparently if rangers aren't good, they don't get to be rangers anymore. <laughs> yeah, they lose a lot of their good bonuses of being rangers. Yeah, there's a lot of information that was not made available to me. So I stole a bunch of shit and everyone got very mad. Like so all the guards in like every city were just attacking us on site and stuff. It was <laughs> yeah, pretty I good. killed like <laughs> that's, five that's guards. Great. It was pretty bad. It was but, pretty bad. So we restarted. Things were going good. But just you level very slowly. We played for like how many hours did we play for? Like seven. And we did not hit level two. Yeah. Holy sounds cow. like actual sounds like actual D&D. &D. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's it's old, so, you know, give it some leeway in a lot of ways, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. I was just, by the end, I was very bored, and I don't intend to go back to it. Yeah, something that made that make a little more sense to me is I read up on the sequels and stuff. You play, like, the same character all the way through all the DLCs and the, and the sequel and those DLCs also in, like, level sequence. So, like, the uh, Baldur's Gate 2, if you don't have a character, starts you at, like, level 8 or something. So you're supposed to, like, take the the character through low-level stuff in the first game and, like, move on from there to higher-level stuff, I guess. It just seems like, it seems like a weird way to do it to me, because... I don't know that anybody likes low level stuff. Yeah. Like extremely low level stuff is I feel like notorious for being painful. Like I feel like a lot of our fights devolved into we miss the enemy, then the enemy misses us, then mm-hmm. we miss the enemy and the enemy misses us and it's like, well, we'll just sit here for another 2 minutes <laughs> until someone can land a fucking hit. And the mage takes his AI and uses his one spell on like a random skeleton. That is funny every time it happens. <laughs> it is pretty hilarious. Like, we have Sounds rest, like low-level D&D. Yeah. I think if they, if they like, changed the scaling or the, the, the speed at which you scale up, you know, like, stretch that it out over it time. Better. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you killed one enemy, you're now level two. Oh, you killed three enemies, you're now level three. You know, I mean, just, like, speed it up in the beginning so you're not, you don't feel just you're absolutely useless. level one, yeah. Yeah. I would not play a game probably if I played for seven hours and I did not hit level two. Yeah, I yeah. That. I was I was on while they were playing, and after just like chiming in and out and hearing them talking about the game, I was very glad that I did not join in. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Holy crap, this sounds awful!" Frank, what have you been playing, buddy? Uh, so I finally delved into this huge sort of thing called apex legends Great game. Mm-hmm. my buddies and i uh my buddies coerced me to play it on ps4 and i was like okay Bail. it's like it's like titanfall cool okay we'll play that it was neat i enjoyed it i could not shake the urge to try and wall run yes. on Titanfall two. Yep. Yep, and all it did was like made me miss Titanfall two. Yeah, um, because I I am not really big into the battle royale thing. Like it was it was still fun, but yeah, that's that's pretty much that. Um, I recently popped back into Iron Wolf VR. I believe I po- uh, talked about this very long time ago. It's Good. a it's a U boat simulator in VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have made a very large update update to it that makes the engineering role uh, actually like an engineering role should be, where you're always in over your head. Mm-hmm. Whereas in most games, where you're being like cooperative on a team, like in Star Trek Bridge Crew or uh, what was that game called, Artemis or anything like that, it was very much just like okay, power to shields, power to engines this that it's like no you're running a Captain whole circuit Sonar. yeah you're running a whole circuit board and you're also like managing fuel levels and coolant levels on the engine and like all this stuff making sure all this is all running you're basically just making everyone else's job happen so that was pretty cool they also added in a free roam sort of campaign that lets you just go for as long as you can and like wander the seas 
And so you have to worry about like, oh, I have to make sure we have to make sure we have enough fuel to make it back to port and stuff like that. It's neat. Um, and we should all we should all play that sometime. It'd be very fun. Very fun uh, bullshittery be happened by all. Can you do the bridge crew thing where you point at each other? Because uh, <laughs> that was so, my favorite part. <laughs> so the thing is, like, you're just like an embodied, you're just embodied, disembodied hands and a head mm-hmm. with gas masks. It sounds like I can point at people, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, you can point. Okay. Oh. So <laughs> yeah, so, so that's the only way you have to point so that way you can actually like flick the physical switches on the circuit board, which you have to be very accurate at, or, or else <laughs> you'll like overload the circuit board and like shut all the electricity down on the ship. People don't like that. Weird. I imagine not. <laughs> <laughs> but it, like it goes down to everything where you can even like control the lights in a room. I mean, you know how much I love. All yes. the details of games. Yes. And I was I was like, oh my god, I can conserve power by shutting off like the lights in the engine room. I'm the only one here and I have a flashlight, so I'm okay. It was fun. Um I also played Crosscode. Jake bought that for me uh oh, a very long <laughs> time ago before it became sort of a uh, cult classic. I'd played it at the time and I was like, okay, this is neat, but like I I think I was in near the end of my semester at school at the time, so it kind of like fell by the wayside. And then I remember you guys talking about it like, oh my gosh, so good. So I picked it back up and I was playing it and I was like, okay, yeah, I can, I, I can kind of see like what's up, but I, I don't see where the combat's going and the story isn't really grabbing me. And it's like I, I, I got past the, the winner, the winner part. That's about as far as I've gotten. And I just, I don't, is, Mm. does it, does it get, does it get better? Does it keep, is there something that I haven't hit yet that like really kicks this off or all these fools are going to tell you, all these fools are going to tell you is it becomes repetitive and boring. Now, these fools, what they don't understand is that the game's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Lee boring. (laughs) Uh, The story does get much more interesting shortly after I think where you are. Sounds like I should just like watch something on it, because it is it is an interesting world and stuff like that. It seems neat, but I'm like I don't want to fight. Yeah, I got tired of the fighting. Yeah, I don't know, man. I didn't get tired of it. Cause you didn't, cause it was easy, Bob. I don't know. Actually, <laughs> I did. I did put it down for like a really long time. I played like half of it, then put it down for a few months at least. And then picked it back up and did the other half. And then you're like, wow, this combat is so refreshing. <laughs> Maybe that's the way to play it. Get through half of it and then wait like four months. Yeah, but then I can't remember anything that happened. <laughs> Do the tutorial again. It'll be fine. And also, like, the quest tracking in that game? Garbage. Actually, yeah, non-existent. Yeah, it's not great. It's it's just like, oh, go and find this. Where is it? Oh, go fuck yourself, bub. <laughs> I tried for the longest. I wandered around the entire friggin' market looking to get this guy some bronze mail. I couldn't find it for the life of me. And they're like, it's in the market. I'm like, are, <laughs> are these some like shady back alley deals of like armor that we got going on? This, this you just, you just gotta go to the level? market, dude. Just go to the market. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really have a problem with that stuff. Cuss you didn't. <laughs> 
And then uh, the other thing that I played, I played it a while ago, but I hadn't really been able to gush about it. Um, and so uh, the one that I played was The Gallery, Episode 2, Heart of the Emberstone. I don't know if, has anybody else played this? Yep. Yes? I played Episode 1, and I haven't played Episode 2 yet. I haven't played Episode Epis- 2. Episode 2 is fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's Almost that good. a sequel to Episode 1. It was no, it like it episode one. I was really trudging through because I was like, Well, I bought this, it doesn't seem that long. I'll get through it. Ah, some like puzzles here and there, whatever. Okay, and then episode two happens, and that was probably one of the most immersive VR experiences. I don't know if it was the headspace that I was in at the time or anything like that, but like having my hand spoilers, having my hand. Turn into like this crazy floating electro lo- rock thing that is able to move things with my mind, and to have it work intuitively was just a childhood dream come true. And I must have just sat there moving rocks for like an hour, <laughs> just moving rocks around with my mind. And I'm like, this is fucking so, oh my god. And then the story was interesting and all this stuff. And um, it 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 made me it it was it was a life changing experience. I have heard nothing but good things about the gallery stuff. Like yeah, they're they're short, good. right? Aren't they like six hours or something per episode? Yeah. It's like well, first one's very short. Yeah, yeah first one's oh, like is. two three hours, depending on how stupid you are. And then <laughs> like the episode two, yeah, is like four. Two, five yeah, hours. two is longer. I I think I read at some point that. They said each episode's going to be like more ambitious than the last and like longer and stuff like well, that. Well, sign That's me cool. the fuck up then. <laughs> it's pretty good. I wouldn't probably say it's as good as Frank thinks it is, but it is good. Because mm-hmm. it gave me like the desire to play Mist, but it wasn't like as much Mist as Mist is or more other Mist like games. Dude, it didn't it, have enough puzzles for me, I guess. It, it was it really wasn't just. Quern. It, it was no. really just being able to move. What is? Things with my mind, and also that like did the, feel really good. Like when when you were having your hand transformed, and you're you have it in the box, and the controller is just vibrating as hard yeah. as it can. <laughs> like my hand felt slightly slightly numb after. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like it felt like my hand was gone. It was it was just an experience. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever be able to top it. That's it. The th- pinnacle of VR has arrived. <laughs> no. <laughs> can't- no. Do you remember, Kill? Do you remember when you were playing the Firmament uh, demo? Yeah, and it had the thing where you like raise your hand and it just calls the device to you yeah, because of your. That also felt very good. Yeah, that's kind of what this makes me think of. It's like a very much like a here's what I'm doing. I'm I'm doing this like motion or this interaction with this game, and somehow it's interacting to my just like how I would normally do something in real life. Yeah, it's like, how right, you would throw me this ball. do something. Yep. Yeah. It was I like it was I wanted be... to move something closer to me, so I like I did what they do in the movies, where they pull their hand in and like, and just like, and it just did it, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. I think I think Firmament's gonna have that for you too, Frank. Whenever it comes out, it's made by the actual Miss people. Well, Blade so and have Sorcery that also does that for me as well. Oh yeah, but Blade and Sorcery also you just cut fools. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, they added dismemberment and um, draw cuts in that game. Very tight. Man, Firmament seems cool, too. Yeah. Okay, good can, name, I, good can, name. I, can I just rap about Blade and Sorcery for a sec? <laughs> oh, Jiminy, go ahead. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have it on my thing. But 
Okay, so the guy that programmed that has kind of fixed like melee combat in VR. Everything else that I've experienced has been like too too fast, too waggly. Like everything in Blade and Sorcery feel like feels like it has weight. It takes a little getting used to. But goddamn, once you, gets, once you when once it gets you to the level of that that video of the guy where he like put the game at half speed and yep. he played and then they sped it up to full speed and it yep. just looks like he is just Wrecking. I mean like a master at martial combat just with weapons. Yeah. And I like it was so cool to see that but then you realize oh wait this is not actually how this feels. Like does it feel kind of loose when you're playing it like okay that should have that should have impacted or Yeah. It it with the recent update it definitely seems more kind of finicky like it's very dialed in on how fast it wants you to swing um i've recently been playing that game with five pound weights on my wrist wrists um just as kind of like both i do it with beat saber too just as kind of like a workout and to kind of add weight so that way it kind of slows me down a little bit and that's helped a lot um But uh, the I, I look forward to the additions that, that that guy keeps adding on to that game. So as we're entering some other games we're going to talk about, I wanted to read the start of this this article that I, I thought was funny. Is it a top 10 list? Uh, it is a top. No, it's not. Top uh, 10. What are you doing with <laughs> uh, this? It starts out like this. This year's Call of Duty game is called Call of Duty Modern Warfare, according to reports from Eurogamer's own sources. Not to be confused with first... First Modern Warfare, a.k.a. Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, released in 2007, or Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, released in 2016, despite the name, very much a new game. Which... This is smart, though, because Watch now Mojo's can... top 10 Call of Duty Modern <laughs> Warfare. <laughs> they can backfill it, right? Because they had Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, but what about Call of Duty 1 Modern Warfare, and 2 Modern Warfare, and 3 Modern Warfare? <laughs> oh, oh, now you can backfill no. all those. It's brilliant. I totally Good point, forgot Good about point. that. We gotta, you know, learn about soap, and... Hey, soap <laughs> is and, and Price. Captain Price. Dude. Price. See? Frank knows. Good. Those aren't Black Ops guys? No, Black no, Ops guys no. are Mason. What am Mason, I thinking? Mason, what are the numbers? <laughs> what are the numbers mean? <laughs> How do you forget that? That's classic. Know. And Ice-T was just like, yo, that shit's fucked up. <laughs> wait, was Ice-T in Black Ops? Uh, No, wait, it was Ice Cube. I'm sorry. That was Ice Cube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I misspoke. <clears throat> is you it, put okay, Ice for, Cube and Ice-T. Number one. Is anybody going to actually buy this game when it comes out? Is Absolutely anybody, fucking not! <laughs> has, has anyone here bought a Call of Duty game in the past mm, five years? No. Uh, Does getting I, it from a Humble Bundle count? No. <laughs> fucking the, sure, no. I, I, I will say that you had to actively find this game, not it was given to you in a bundle of shit. Nope. I mean, I, I would say I bought Call of Duty, but I didn't buy it for Call of Duty. I bought it for zombies only. Oh, yeah. So... Like, I don't even feel like you're playing Call of Duty at that point. It might as well be its own game, which, in fact, you can buy it as a standalone from, I think, Black Ops 3. I think I got conned into buying Black Ops 3. Wow. Mm. And I played Zombies, like, twice, maybe. Mm. Was it fun? Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> what Come on now. Come on now. That's like, it's a I good don't even game. know why you buy it for Zombies. Zombies is not a good mode. I don't, I no. don't know why oh, I fine. like it. It's fun. I enjoy it. It's not brutal, recently, it's not punishing, it's just like, 
repetitive over and over and over. You're just yeah. kind of doing things and you can zone out to it. That's like right up your alley, Alex. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's like CrossCode, but with zombies. No. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, this is a this is the sixteenth modern or sixteenth Call of Duty game, oh by the God, way. Sixteenth Modern Warfare. Why yeah. can't you just call it Call <laughs> of sad. Duty sixteen and be done with it? I think it would be really funny if they called it Call of Duty sixteen Modern Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> call of Duty just no stupid. longer modern. It's just regular warfare. Also, that yeah, I mean that would be good. I just I don't. I feel like at this point, especially the last couple of things that have come out, everybody's just trolling people with video game names. Just tired of like, okay, we're not going to go with names, our standard product naming. Names. We're, yeah, we're just going to, uh, product names too, yeah. We're just going to go to, here's what we're going to call this. I mean, even Doom, which I'm annoyed with the fact that it's just called Doom. Like, again, it's a great game. I love it. It's one of my favorite games from, I don't know, it was two years ago it came out. But yeah. the fact that we didn't call it something new is just kind of... It's, it's frustrating. We really need to separate things out here so we're not like, no, 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 the, the other one. The, the, the other one. The other one I played. I mean, not at least one. in Doom's case, it was like a good, what, like 20 years in between It was a long games. time. Right. Yeah. No, because me we about... need re marketability and recognizability. <laughs> you need to see on the market. It's like, hey, this is Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and everyone's like, oh, this is like Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I play when I was a fucking 12-year-old. That sounds great. <laughs> Alex, weren't you telling me about a podcast where two people were discussing Battlefront? Yes, I was listening to a podcast. Two people were talking about Battlefront. They didn't realize that one of them was talking about the old original Battlefront, and the other guy was talking about the new like 2015 Battlefront. And they went like two minutes before a third guy was like, wait, 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 I think you guys <laughs> like don't understand that you're talking about two different games. Wait, that's are you incredible. talking about Star Wars Battlefront or like the Battlefront, like the the? Oh wait, that's Battlefield. My bad. Yeah, it's Battlefield. <laughs> I'm getting confused. Oh, I'm wait. sorry. So it's <laughs> all the same game. It's just a different skin <laughs> oh, on whoa. it. Star Wars Battlefield Two. <laughs> Battlefront Warfare. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna be the that's or, gonna be the best mashup. It'll be great. I'm the sure. The Modern Front. Oh. Doom. Um. So, okay, fine, we can, we can be done with Call of Duty because the name sucks and nobody's going to buy it. I'm glad we talked about it for a second. Yeah, uh, but that second statement is incorrect. People will buy it. Okay, a billion people will here, buy it, just none of us. <laughs> yeah, it's because we're not Mountain Dew-fueled 13-year-olds anymore, That's, so... Alex can get Chad to tell us how it is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, man, shots oh. fired. Holy crap. Oh, gosh. Okay, so let's move on to some other things. Uh, Mario Maker 2. Yes, so this actually got announced before our last podcast, but somehow we forgot to talk about it. Um, there's a lot of stuff that they're adding to that game. Is Bowser it looks be very it? cool. Is what going to be? It? Is Bowser? Bowser? Sexy oh. Bowser? As her, oh, as unfortunately, no. Then why even make it? I don't understand. Is it because people are actually going to buy this game? Yeah, so it's going to be on Switch, so of course people will buy it. But it's I got mean, Mario in the name. Everyone and their dog's gonna buy it. Oh, how many uh how many units did the Wii U version of the first one sell? Okay, Wii U doesn't count. Yep. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure compared to other Wii U games it sold well it sold well. On that specific basis of comparing it to other Wii U games. Um but yeah, I mean, the, there's like a 15-minute Nintendo Direct that talks a bunch of stuff about new features they're adding. 
they're adding like 3D World tile set, uh, which has a whole bunch of features that come along with just that tile set in general. Just tons of like transformations and like more granularity on how you can build your levels and you know like all sorts of stuff like that. I was really excited because they're adding um, like online multiplayer. And then just today I read that their online multiplayer is only going to be able to play with like a random people. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. I heard why that. would what you do that? What a shitty idea. You cannot yeah, play with your friends. But what if, what if I have your friend code? Nope. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Good try, I just, Frank. What if I had your 32-digit friend code, though? <laughs> yeah. That I had to type in every time. What if I had that, though? I just don't understand how Nintendo can't figure out how to do internet things. But so, I'm paying $20. So, so I've heard <laughs> an argument about this. That it's not the fact that Nintendo doesn't know what they're doing. It's the fact that Nintendo purposely doesn't want to do that thing. But it's not why? better. No. Why yeah, is that why? an argument? That is yeah. Why? <laughs> this is so, dumb. Probably so not worse, part, but it's not part, of, part of the argument that I heard was the fact that Nintendo purposely is like, look, if you want to play with your friends, physically go to them. Okay, but let's say I have a friend who lives in Kansas, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> as an example, and I wanted to still be friends with him. Wait, we're friends? <laughs> I wanted to be friends. This is all hypothetical. <laughs> Don't get okay. Also, okay. All right. okay. it's flattering that you think I'm talking about you. I have other <laughs> friends in Kansas. <laughs> but you know, like, it's the 21st century. People have friends all over the world saying, oh, just go to their house. Isn't a great argument. Oh, no, Let me no, spend seven hundred dollar flight ticket. I I get that, but that was the argument that I heard that someone was making was that the Nintendo knows what they're doing, but they're purposely doing online video games bad because they don't want their consoles to be part or seen as part of the online market because online gaming gets a bad fucking rap because it's toxic as shit. And anyone that tells me otherwise, I would disagree with you strongly because play any popular game that's online and it's mostly just toxic people and so nintendo's just like well what if we give people like a little bit of online capabilities but let's not let them talk to each other so that unless they do this like convoluted like four app thing that no 12 year old could figure out Dude, so you, that way there's no way to communicate game? there's no way to communicate between people in this online version is that what you're saying there's no way to communicate on Ninten on the Nintendo Switch across platforms doing their online thing uh, unless you like download an app on your phone and then plug a special headset into your phone and into your Switch. And it's just so extra that nobody does it. And it's just like it, part of the, the theory is that they do that on purpose. So that way it's just like, well... It's still fun kids games because you don't have people online being mean spirited or trolling because they can't do that. They can't physically voice terrible things onto random other people. See, because I that's would, not in the game. So I mean, I probably would have agreed that with that in the past about like the fun kids game aspect, but there are so many not fun, not kids games on the Switch at this point. I like sure, maybe it made sense in the past because you don't need that, but there's a lot of games people are playing on the Switch that are very much like, I don't know, they weren't designed for the Switch, but oh, yeah. they've been ported to the Switch at this point, and I think people want to play with, you know, their friends. I don't know why it has to be something that has to be local co-op. I mean, you and know my... So, I, I mean, let's just think through the logic of, let's 
not want people to to play with their friends online, let's, but let's spend the time and money and invest that into this game to would, build an online mode. I would love for my supervisor to come down to me and say, hey, I want you to do a really <laughs> shitty job on this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not Anytime the argument that shit is... That shit don't fly with me. And it's shitty on purpose. Bad on purpose is the dumbest argument I've ever heard. Because <laughs> that's still bad. Also, it's got I don't it in know, the name. Like the thing is, like also just because like it, I've played a lot of like competitive or just online games on consoles, like it it's like flip flopped kind of to where you know it used to be a whole bunch of shit talking twelve year olds on consoles. Now it's like the only people that talk on consoles are just trying to like. Have a good time. There's there's never anyone shit talking, no no doing anything, no nothing. I haven't experienced that in like so long. Maybe it's just the games that I'm playing. But you know, I'm playing pretty popular games. I mean And then and then it's like I come over to PC and it, I I just fucking get a dose of gamma radiation. <laughs> just just from looking at the screen, I'm like, what happened? The PC community's gotten fucking but I, feel like, but I feel like on the PC community, like, right, you can you can moderate your own environment way better than you can on any other platform. I mean, That's think true. about what we do. We talk on a a different like a Discord, essentially. And that separates us from anything else. You can mute anyone you want, you can get rid of anyone you want. I mean, you're like very specific on this is the environment that I want to participate in multiplayer online gaming and I, nothing outside of it. I think Versus, the big difference the big difference is that PC has text chat. Like that's Really, the only okay. The so only... that portion's what's what's spit. What you're talking about? It's like the spammed portion. The... Yeah, where where it's just people like talking like in Dota. Like oh yeah, people oh, just yeah. talking shit in Dota is uh, or just Overwatch, anything like that. I go into Overwatch on on PS4. It's like everyone's just like, "Hey man, how you doing?" But like, "Hey man, great." You know, like maybe you shouldn't try doing that. Like maybe you like this character. Okay, cool. I'll try it out. Man. That's, that sounds nice for a change. Yeah, that sounds it's, amazing. It's pretty fucking nice, guys. <laughs> <laughs> On PC, you just have a teammate just flaming the enemy team for some reason. Yeah, just constantly just, you're just being like. like <laughs> you're just like Owen. Why are you doing that? Like, it's not just wow. to throw a random name. Hey. Whoa. Just a random name. <laughs> First one Whoa. popped into the head. <laughs> Oh, you also get good stuff, though. I mean, Alex and I played a game not too long ago with somebody in Dota where the guy, for, like, most of the interaction with the game, was playing a piano and singing a song about what was going on. <laughs> and as stupid yeah, as that funny. sounds, like, that's what he was doing. He had his keyboard next to his desk. I'm like, is this Frank, first of all? Second of all, <laughs> like, how do you have both the coordination to play? And it's not like he was bad. He was good at the game. But he's also playing the keyboard and singing intermittently while he's doing, I, I mean... Pretty impressive. I used to do that when Ventrilo was a thing. I made an account called the Wandering Piano Man, and I would find people's <laughs> Ventrilo servers, did. and I would just oh like go gosh. in and just play the piano. And they'd be like, "Who the fuck <laughs> is this guy?" And then I'd be like, "Hey, what's up? I'm the Wandering Piano Man. I'm gonna play some songs for you." They're like, "Okay, man, it's fresh. <laughs> it's new. It's innovative, Frank. I'm proud of you. It's, it's good stuff." Hey, speaking of other innovative things, uh, let's talk about the Pokemon Go Plus Plus, shall we? Because that's a thing. Yeah, what yes. is this? What? So, uh, also in a Nintendo Direct, uh, Pokemon and Nintendo announced that they're doing two new things. 
with the release of Sword and Shield. One of it is called Pokemon Sleep, where you wear the Pokemon Plus Plus uh, around your wrist or something. I think it's your wrist. Oh, it's yeah. your wrist. And it's it'll sleep track monitoring. your sleep. Mm-hmm. And the better you sleep, the more Pokemon encounters or catches you'll get. So you can continue uh, leveling up your Pokemon Go, you know, everything while you're not actively outside playing Pokemon Go. Pikachu can't tell me how to live my fucking life. Um, We need to... It's out there like, how do we come up with a way to collect more stats from the people who play our game? You know what? (laughs) Let's invent a device that they can just... Put on their wrist and we'll track their sleep. That and we'll track perfect. their sleep every time they masturbate. Yeah. Every time they go to take you know take a leak. Every time they talk to somebody, we'll check their heart rates. Oh, you know, just grab a whole bunch of data. Swatch dogs too, man. Yeah, and, and you know something? Uh, as long as they keep giving me shiny looking Pokemon that are different than regular looking Pokemon, which is just pixels on a screen, uh, they can have as much data for me as they want. Holy shit, dude. You're sucking the Gatorade. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm 100% aware, but I already know that like Google and Apple probably have most of that information on me, so I'm just like, eh, fuck it. Might as well give it to Nintendo. At least they haven't done anything <laughs> bad recently, so... Here okay, you scratch guys. that. You know, you are you are deep throating the game. <laughs> I mean, this is like the next iteration of gamifying something, right? Yeah. Because we've been we've been doing sleep tracking for quite some time at this point, but now we're turning that into how do we make this a game? How do we make a game version of of tracking our sleep? Game which version is, sounds sleep. ridiculous, but that's what I they're doing. They're I gamifying that. I can't wait to go to the esports tournament of Pokemon Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like, oh, this one's gonna he's be great. reading a book that's pro level. <laughs> he's gonna pass out five minutes flat. Oh no! Oh no! He's drinking water before he goes to sleep. This is his, gonna be bad. His REM sleep is off the charts. Um, the other thing that they announced was the Pokebank, which is a app that you can send Pokemon to, uh, from various different Pokemon games, and it will have storage of all of your Pokemon, and then you can send them from that app to currently, and what is probably only going to be Sword and Shield, which... On the one hand, people are kind of like, that's kind of neat that you can send all of your Pokemon to one place and you can access them in Sword and Shield and you can like set up trades with your friends via the app. So I could like I don't have to be physically present like I do in Pokemon Go. Uh, I can just send it right over to them. Uh, But the weird thing is, is that in no other games that you're feeding into, can you feed out? So even though I can put all of my Pokemon Go Pokemon into the Pokebank, I can't get any of them back, and so I really don't understand why the fuck I would do that. So then you got to so like, get a po- a pokey loan, <laughs> <laughs> microtransaction, My- a pokey transaction. Man, no. So you can no, play. None for- of that. So you can pay for your pokey mortgage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your pokey house. Uh, they're 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 trying too hard. When is that? When is that uh, Harry Potter version of? I say Poke Harry Potter, Potter version of Pokemon Go. When is that supposed to be? Pokemon. Has that started already? Uh, the has beta it? has started, and I feel like it is going to be launched relatively soon. They said summer of this year. I mean, is this is this J.K. Rowling sanctified? 
I'm did she, sure. Did she write another four books about it where you, the reader, have been gay all along? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love her posts uh, uh, and the memes that come from it. Um, last but not least in, in video game world, uh, we can talk a little bit about uh, uh, some E3 2019 related stuff, one of which is Baldur's Gate. Maybe some of the content we'll get to see. Um, who put this up here, by the way? I did. That was Frank. Go ahead, oh, Frank. Frank. Tell us about Baldur's I, Gate. Dude, all I know is that I saw it in the group chat, and somebody said, yo, the guys that, are, that, are, that made Divinity might be making Baldur's Gate 3, and I was like, sold. Which Divinity? Yeah, the... Divine Divinity? Divination <laughs> no, of Divineness? No, Larian Studios. Oh, Larian, Larian Studios. Okay. Yeah. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Gotta make sure. I There's a lot they, of them. They put a teaser up on their website that was like a, a three with like some tentacles that wrap around it occasionally. And I guess somebody like looked into the website's like source code and found some stuff about the image and it has like Baldur's Gate registered stuff on it. So Ooh. somebody found out that it was Baldur's Gate and not Original Sin 3, probably. Honestly, I think... I am excited that they're that they're going off into something different. Yeah. I mean, it's it's still going to be in the same wheelhouse, probably. Yeah. Just just a you know, just an educated guess, but you know that that's enough that they can kind of break away, maybe do something different, and also get into more of a, a grittier tone, get a new look going. Like pumped. Wait. Uh, I can't these... wait to play for seven hours and not get the level two. <laughs> I, level I have two. a feeling it's not going to end up being like that. Are these the same guys that did Original Sin 2, or is that a different dev team? Same yes. people? Same. same people. They also okay. did yep. Divinity Original Sin. And, yep. but, I'm, but I'm saying, are they the same people who are doing the... I don't even know what it's called, but it's the one that's the... Yes. Fallen Heroes. Yep. Divinity yeah. Fallen, Fallen Heroes. Heroes. Okay. All the same. Wow. They're doing a lot. Fallen yeah. Heroes, They're busy. I, I, I bet that's just like a side team. It might it very well might be. Because they're probably, they're like <clears throat> making a couple of couple of new assets, like things here, that, but like all the source code's all done. And yeah. it's like, you know. There's been a couple of those, like, is it, it's, I'm assuming it's not going to be $60, right? It's probably going to be like a $40 game or something. I would guess. Fallen there's Heroes, been a couple, I'm guessing so. There's been a couple of those recently where like, Dev teams have just taken assets from a game or the whole game and then kind of repackaged it as something new. I mean, Alex and I have been playing Far Cry, the new one. Um, the I mean, new is that one. what it's actually called? Oh, wow. yeah, the new I love one. That Far one. Cry, the yep. new one. Yeah. What is it even called? I cannot remember the name of it. New, new Dawn. Dawn. Uh, oh, that's a post apocalyptic one, isn't it? Yeah. But it's basically Far Cry 5, but they've just kind of reskinned everything and created a new storyline. So they didn't really have to do a ton. From like full game development. Yeah, they had a they had a good base. Um, yeah, and I think Alex, weren't you saying that the new Wolfenstein is kind of in the same? Yeah, uh, realm? Wolfenstein Youngblood is going to be thirty dollars apparently, <laughs> and I guess it's it's probably taking a bunch of I like Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein two stuff. I just like the idea that if people like like a specific aspect of a game or really like the way that it plays, that they can just. You know what? We'll just repackage this game into slightly something slightly different. Granted, I think sometimes probably forty dollars is even still high, but you're also getting a game that you enjoy, and there's more content. It's almost like a a DLC, but just a I mean, little it's bit kind bigger. of what old school expansion packs used to be. Yeah, yeah. 
And now DLC is just like bite-sized stuff and like expansion packs don't happen. They're just like standalone DLC. Yeah. Well, and what we've played of them so far, they've been done pretty well. I mean, it's not like it's just been half put together. The storyline for New Dawn has been pretty good and it's it's an enjoyable game. They even changed a lot with weapon weapon play and mechanics and stuff like that. So they are at least attempting to make it good and not just throwing something out there. Speaking of throwing something out there, let's talk about One Punch Man 2. Wow, <laughs> that was one hell of a fucking segue. Oh yeah, it was pretty pretty amazing. Um, um, yeah. I'm not even gonna watch <laughs> this. Totally I derailed. loved, I I loved the first season, but I everything so the first I heard about very this, very good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is not. Uh, no, it's not. Who <laughs> have you watched any of it, Jake? I have watched the first two episodes, okay. accidentally starting with episode two. Great. <laughs> I yes. was struggling with the Plex server for a while. So I, I eventually got it to play, but it started with two, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm stuck here. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, was it was the first weird. scene Janos' arm? Because that's what I've heard is like the end all be all. <laughs> Man, for that show. it's like, I just hate it so much. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. Janos' like entire character design is basically different because like all of the mechanical bits just look so much worse. What? Yeah, well they don't so animating is really hard and really expensive. So for this one they decided just not to do that <laughs> so much. Which wow, they made it for like fifty cents. Hey, so good guys, for them. I, I, okay, I got a great <laughs> idea. Okay. Make it shitty on purpose. <laughs> yeah. And that'll make people wanna watch our show. It'll make season three that much better. Season three will be like glorified as the god of anime when it's actually good again, but it's just like probably slightly less quality than season one. But compared to season two, it'll be like amazing. Total total side note. What's the name of that anime that's from the same guy about Mob some Psycho? Kid? Okay, yep. that one. Mob Psycho one hundred. Very hey, good. that also had a second season. Yeah, that was so it was good, actually, actually good. I've been watching I actually finished Mob Psycho one hundred season two. I've been, I was watching that at the same time I was watching One Punch Man season two. And like the drastic difference in just animation quality oh, is so <laughs> shocking. Like it's, it makes it that much more apparent how bad season two of One Punch Man is. Like, uh. going back and looking at some of the fights from season one, the animation and, like, detail is so fluid and, like, rich. It's it's crazy. In and then, One Punch Man? In One Punch Man season mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Same awesome. thing with Mob Psycho season two. It's really, really good. The fights in, in season two of One Punch Man are, like, most of the big hits are like a static image the camera moves around a bunch and like there's a bunch of like special blur effects and stuff like that over the top of it to like make it seem like something's happening (laughs) they do a lot of blur i mean here's here's what i want to know is it better than uh yes are you sure what is deeper keo samurai deeper keo is on another level judged Okay, fine. You can judge. Hey, it. I don't. I don't mean to turn this into like the the you know anime hour, but oh, uh, the okay people in this freaking channel would love to turn it into anime hour. Let me tell you, is Attack on Titan season two worth watching? I haven't watched it. Okay, I thought is it, it was has anybody fine. watched it? I thought season no. one was better. I have not no, watched I, season. I, I, wait, I read some of the season like, three, right? There is, I think. Okay, I have not watched I was, season three. I was like, I. It's, 
I'm not super. I just want to know what the hell's going on in the world. I like the world of Attack on Titan more than I like the show. My freaking cousin, who I believe doesn't watch any anime, randomly texted me and asked me if I watched Attack on Titan because she watched it all. And she said it was really good. I found an issue with the part where you said she doesn't watch anime. I know. I don't. I was How like, is that the one. I was baffled. That's one of the popular ones. What are you talking is about? It? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's pretty popular. Like Attack on Titan, Naruto, Sword Art Online. <laughs> yeah, those are like probably the three huge yeah. ones. And yeah. like Dragon Ball Z is a bit older now. But I mean, I, I, I would assume most people would probably start with Naruto. Like that's guess, a, but like, or a movie or something that's on Netflix currently would if be you're like you're trying to get into it. Naruto has a lot and it's very anime. It's about yeah. teenage boy ninja. <laughs> and like if that's not it, like, you know, you're not gonna watch it. Attack on Titan is a little more contemporary. It's also why I think Death Note's very popular. Listen. It's a little more like, oh, edgy teenage stuff. I get it. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I don't know, maybe I should go watch anime. The two things you should watch are probably going to be Castlevania and then you should go watch uh, Your Name because oh, man, those two things so yes. are just, they're great. And they're not like anime Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> anime Cowboy Bebop. How did you describe yeah, you it? How did you describe Naruto? Oh, what? like teenage boy ninjas. Yes. Yeah, he just said very anime. anime. Very anime. Okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this anime you is won't, very anime. You won't feel like a weeb if you watch those. <laughs> <laughs> For You'll somebody, better. like nobody who has watched anime is going to know what a weeb is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a weeb is somebody that dons a silk and Goku out in public. <laughs> there there is a... There is a Five Guys next to some sort of anime convention that the marquee on the Five Guys just said, Welcome back, weebs. Wow. And I was just like, I appreciate this Five Guys so Woo! much. Like, best chain. Uh, just staying in sort of the anime uh, vein here before we move on, it's kind of a good segue. Has anybody actually watched the Godzilla Planet of the Monsters? It's on Netflix and Monster Planet, the film shorts, maybe. I not. don't know what we're talking about. And Planet Monster? Uh, uh, Monster Planet, I think? I don't know. There's two parts. They're like hour and ten minute long anime films. And it's Godzilla Planet of the Monsters. And it's about like this uh, army, basically, that's trying to get rid of various, like, various Godzillas, essentially. Kaiju? Kaiju, there we go. Titans? Kaiju. It was, it was cool. That's the only reason I, I didn't know. Are anybody they had trying seen to it. do the um, what was the the movie that recently just did the same thing where they had a bunch of animes that were giving you backstory to it? Uh, it's the Blade Runner. The Animatrix. Blade Runner. Uh, when the the new Blade Runner dropped, they did the same thing. Oh, the, oh sort of that. in between. No, I think this is this is like a this seems they, like these are standalone. Big, like a standalone. Like oh, okay, okay. They're they're in the Japanese Godzilla spectrum. I've not they're seen the not, second one. The first one was pretty good. They're not in the Hollywood Godzilla spectrum. Yes. Matthew Broderick Godzilla. Yeah, oh, that one. The good the ro- Godzilla. The endemic oh, Godzilla. Oh, gee. Every single character is the comic relief. <laughs> I put Godzilla on this list because I went and saw the new one. What's it called? King of the Monsters? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The subtitle. 
good freaking i tell you what if you want to see some special effects i got a movie for you <laughs> it's the yeah, new boy. godzilla do i love oh, special effects i just want to make that clear i am not at all <laughs> severely depressed by the death of practical effects i would love to see some more special effects is it, thank you is it like pacific rim level it's super like good. i'm gonna be disappointed like, in the story but there's like really cool effects the we're story, gonna have this the story is like you know decent okay uh-huh it's got a, yeah. it's got a story yeah it's got more uh-huh. of a story than pacific rim does so since this is like the only film that i know that the girl that played 11 in stranger things has been in <laughs> is she show is she showing any fucking acting chops does she have any potential or is this just like a quick cash grab like oh this 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 young actress was in this really popular just put her in a movie uh she seemed she seemed fine i think i didn't Nothing about her performance like stood out as like bad or anything. I don't. The think. only good performance that that's ever been in a Godzilla movie has been the guy that actually plays Godzilla in the old ass movies, and Brian Cranston <laughs> in the new one. <laughs> like that's it. Everyone is else this, is just just fucking hamming it right up. Is this supposed to be a sequel to the last one? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. Yes, so this it's same Godzilla. Some of the same actors from that first movie are in this one. Is Brian Cranston in it? Uh, it is like <laughs> he is not. No, is there a giant <laughs> CG Brian Cranston coming to fuck up Godzilla? No, but um, I don't. I don't even know his character's name, but the Japanese guy that's like, we need to let Godzilla fight for us and all that stuff. Can like watch he's Nabe. in there. Sure, that's um, the actor. This movie. <laughs> is like from minute one they're like yeah let's just go for it giant monsters fighting <laughs> and and breaking stuff i mean they let's know destroy like there. every major city on the planet let's just go for it and i was like yes it's also like a, a huge exercise in sound design because everything that they do has amazing sound design work so is this is this a actual theater going experience I think so, yeah. I think you want like a Dolby Atmos setup in your theater. Oh, and... yeah. Yeah, because I remember in the first Godzilla movie, the sound design was really good, too. It is insane how good it is. Like, and also something I didn't know before going to see this movie, but they're trying to set up like a cinematic universe style thing like everybody's trying to do now. So they have like the Monsterverse or whatever, which includes that Kong Skull Island movie. Apparently. Oh. 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 I have not seen that one, but I did not finish it. Okay. That's but ringing it endorsement. Was, it was um I rode the ride and it was pretty lame. It was it I was, heard the movie's pretty good. It was okay. Like it's kinda like a classic adventure movie. I mean bamboo spiders terrifying. Ain't about it's that got, dude. It, it, it's got Tom Hiddleston, so you can appreciate that part about Tom it. It's Hiddleston, got Brie Larson in it. Okay, br- f- fuck both of those people. <laughs> They're amazing. People. First of all, back. they just look amazing. They have they have zero. Okay, Tom Hiddleston's okay, but Brie Larson's just got nothing going. <laughs> she is amazing. So they she, mentioned... she looks amazing. That's about it. She's an amazing actor and director. Uh, the Unicorn Store movie was just top notch. But throughout the movie, there there's like eight separate times where they mentioned Skull Island, like, very apparently. And they're like, hey, <laughs> Skull Island. You Look know? right at the camera like, hey, bud, fucking wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> D- direct then, look at the camera, hey. Some I sort of 
Hot I didn't tub, know this, Skull but like, Island. <laughs> I didn't know, but like uh, next year, like less than a year away in March of next year, there's a sequel that is Godzilla versus Kong. So oh, they're just grief. like going for it. They're going for it. I mean, I mean, we've Godzilla's gonna win, dude. He's fucking huge. I don't nah, know. They're... What about Kong? They're not going to have either one of them win, you know, like, <laughs> like they're going to fight each other for a while and then there's going to be a bigger threat that comes out and it's going to be like, oh, they got to team up to take out Mecha, Brian whatever. <laughs> Mecha Brian Cranston. <laughs> Listen, we've got to the point where James Cameron is good with doing uh, CG again. So I feel like we've made it to the point where. We can probably make movies like Wait. that, and people will go watch. Wait, when did we get back to that point? When when Alita Battle Angel came out. Oh, oh, yeah, that, that was, was a good movie. Good movie. Yeah, that was James Cameron. Yeah, yeah. he bought the rights to that movie like twenty some years ago, and he's just been sitting on it. Alex was telling me this; he's been sitting on it, and it's like he just didn't feel like he had the like the technology was not had not come along far enough for him to make the movie. Yeah, Shit. that's always his excuse. Like, I can't make this movie yet; the technology's not there. And then finally 3D happened. He's like, "Yes, I can do Avatar finally." Dude, dude I've watched, but, but, so, but not, but not Avatar two. Avatar two technology's not there yet. I've watched so many like the making ofs about James Cameron films, and James Cameron sounds like the biggest dick ever. <laughs> he does. <laughs> like everyone on the set of Aliens were like, "Yeah, that dude, he's a whole new level. He's I, also a whole new level of asshole." Man, do you I remember? Heard a good thing about him. Do you remember that one E3 where I forget who it was, but somebody put him on their stage and he just talked for like 15 minutes about his blue people? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> it's you got to look up that that segment All right. somewhere. All right. it is, e- it's it's E3 blue people. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Man, that was hard to watch. Like it wasn't even good. It was just like He's trying way too hard sort of thing. He's just like, he just goes on forever and nobody cares. And he yeah. just talks about his, I'm going to make this movie with these blue people in it. <laughs> also, there's a game coming out. Oh, tight. Because cool. the Avatar game was really good. <laughs> um, Let's talk about some other things that came out in theaters that we went and watched. Uh, John Wick, of course, came out. Did we talk about this our last podcast? Well, no. Someone has put John Wick 2 in the I don't know who's dumb. Which is the old one. I know. We don't talk about the old movies on this podcast. John Wick 1.5. That's right. Did we talk about John Wick 3? I was just making sure. We talked about John Wick 3, yeah, last time. Then, on to the next thing. Has anyone seen... Wait, that was an actual mistake. Somebody... Somebody yes. wrote John Wick Somebody. 2 We're mistakenly. Not gonna name any names. <laughs> it was me? No, we know. No. You forgot it was the third one? I no. At this point, idiot. there's so many John Wicks. I just there's, three. So many. there's three fucking there's movies. There's not that many. Holy there's shit. There's gonna be a fourth. There... How high Whatever. can you count? Wait, Jesus wait. Christ. Can we just call it John Wick? No, because yeah, that. that's what the first movie was called. <laughs> but that was like five years ago. No one remembers that. Like, just John Wick. Everyone remembers that. the first John Wick. Are you insane? Um, like, no Keanu one's making Reeves a joke. Resurgence. I'm, I'm trying to make a joke. Damn. He's making a joke about how people name things poorly. <laughs> I know he is. It's good. It's good. What was Booksmart, Owen? Uh, Booksmart was an amazing coming-of-age tale. Uh, that was directed by, um, 
I always want to say Olivia Munn, but it's not that. It's Olivia Wilde. It's the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually really good. It was extremely well written. I thought it was. I like. I laughed hard at some of those jokes that they landed, uh, and I was really surprised by that. And I thought it was a very good coming of age uh, film, and it really kind of captured, uh, you know, teenage life right now. Also, it has, a, um, has a ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, no, it's, it's worth great, and Billy Lord's acting in it is top-notch, even though she's there for all of five minutes total. <laughs> it is a great five minutes. Does Olivia Wilde take her top off? She's not she's in not this movie. In she's the director, Frank. Does she take her top off? Oh. <laughs> so, I saw it, and it's it's good. It's got some funny parts. I don't think it's all that special compared to like anything else in its genre. Yeah, see, that was it's the- mostly like forgettable the 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 thing that was pointed out to me uh was the fact that all of the other genre coming of age films that you'd compare this to uh are all just white kids they're all just like white guys uh and this is kind of like the one of four women and i was like you know that's true and uh I feel like it does a very good job. And, uh, you know, the people that I saw it with were mentioning how it was like, well, you know what, just because it's another coming of age flick and it's with women, you think we have to go above and beyond uh, to do something like drastically different to shake up the genre. Like, just give us this one thing because we don't have that movie. You know, we, we, we don't have this. I mean, we just had Lady Bird, which I thought was excellent. Not too long ago. We've got like Or like Edge of Seventeen was really good, I think. I thought Edge of Seventeen was very good, but I I very much liked it. I I thought of this was uh, uh, one of those kind of movies that people sleep on when it's in theaters and uh, you know, you'll you'll talk about it a lot more later and it'll have its own following of things. But I I thought it was pretty good. Hmm. Is this is this like is this gonna be one of those movies where I go to some form of uh, gender film discussion forum that I had to do for a class. And I talk about, everyone's like, oh yeah, this has an all-female cast, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, did y'all see Annihilation? That was a full-female cast. Was it a full-female cast? Yeah. Wow. Actually, yeah, now that you're mentioning it, that is a full female cast. And that was a really like, good and movie. It's like, Excellent. And guess what? Nobody fucking, they didn't bit this, get this big fucking rah-rah, like, oh, yeah, all us ladies got to band together to get together. It's like, no, nah, fucking a whole bunch of smart-ass women just went into this fucking big bubble, and some crazy shit happened. Almost That's what as... we need. That's what we need in film, to not make big deals at all this, like, oh, my God, this character's, like, a gay, trans sexual black person that has like made the world a better place it's like every person makes the world a better place doesn't matter what they do you can just write the movie however you want and then jk rowling can comment on it (laughs) in a blog about how they were something 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 or other and it'll be fine we'll be we'll be okay I, I, or, I mean, I, I feel like it's it's not that big of a deal to have people, you know, have or make movies and enjoy movies based on the fact that it's finally representing them for once. I mean, fuck, we did that with Black Panther. 
<laughs> yeah, but they also try-harded in Black Panther a couple times. You know, it's like a couple of times you mean the entire movie that was just <laughs> I don't think it was the entire I don't think it was the entire movie. That movie, I will say, I think it's a little overrated on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think it deserves a 97%, but it was a very yeah. good film. I think it was one of the best antagonists like of of basically this entire story arc other than I'm sure Thanos is has to be a better uh villain, but <laughs> Infinity War Thanos. I don't know. Y- yes. Yeah, sure. Not Endgame Thanos. Not in Game Thanos, yeah, but Game Thanos is pretty I feel bad. like they, you know, for all the good things they've they've done, they did they just kind of forced it a little bit. It's almost like the scene from Endgame where they just had they're like, all right, here's what we're gonna do, guys. We're gonna line up all the women all in the, the women. MCU, and then we're just gonna it's gonna but be a really cool, such a good scene. scene. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying it doesn't feel organic. It feels like so yeah. forced, and it's just it's, here. Look at this. It's in your face. Recognize we're we're promoting this. You know what I mean? It's it bringing attention to it just just further escalates, yeah. The 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 bipolar nature of the subject. Whereas if you just brought no attention to it and just did it organically, like any good Which I, filmmaker would. But I feel like they do it. They, I mean, they have done that organically in the MCU. I mean, their characters, the female characters in the MCU, are all great. Every single one of them. And I don't think they even needed something like that to push it to the front. I think we already already felt like, okay, I mean, regardless of sex, they're a perfect, you know, like whoever's acting is whoever in the cinematic universe with the exception of a couple terrible movies. Um, you know, they, they, they did well. They cast well. They typecasted well. And I think it was great. But I think it was just forced. They just tried too hard to p- push it towards the front. Well, I would say that Booksmart is not forced. It's just very well done. I mean, <laughs> you think it was forced? I didn't feel like it was it's that not, forced. It's I'm not a, very forced, to... but there's definitely like some moments in there where they're like, hey, here's our political agenda real quick. All right, now oh, let's God. get back to the regular, like, you know, coming of age story. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to watch this movie weigh in. <laughs> because my th- my throat is very sensitive. And when people start to jam stuff down my throat, I, I, do, not, I do not like it. <laughs> Um, let's talk about a couple things that are going to be coming out. Uh, number one is Netflix has been working on an animated series for Magic the Gathering. Why? Um, with the Russo brothers directing it. Yeah. Which is just, that's the really surprising thing. It's just like, you know, Aaron, you, you yourself mentioned the fact that, wow, it seems like this would be a great area to have stories made. And Netflix is cashing in on that. So I mean, good on them. Very seldom have I watched a trailer for something and been like, that looks so freaking awesome. But when they did the release for the new set of cards when we were at PAX, like, that trailer was just insane. I loved it. But to think that there, you know, it's like the whole thing, like, are you guys excited to see some new cards? Mm -hmm. The crowd's like freaking going wild. And Alex and I are like, no, no, come on. Let's like just make that cinematic into an anime. Well, (laughs) yes, they're doing that. And you've got talent behind it to make it. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, Two other things that had trailers recently I wanted to mention, one of which features probably the uh, greatest song to come out within the past six, seven months. Um, Have you guys seen the trailer for Rambo yet? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Old Town Road is like right at the front and center of that trailer, and it is just it's glorious. Absolutely glorious. I'm glad they are like trying to make that song serious. 
It's like playing all like low in the background and like green. Yeah. You're like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. I noticed you picked the only part of this that Billy Ray Cyrus is on. <laughs> and not like <laughs> yeah. the rest no, of they, this. They had a little part where Lil Nas X was singing oh, in the background. Did? But Billy Ray Cyrus is all singing at the same time, so that it wasn't just him. See, I really, I really just wanted for that trailer for them to just bring back the original theme song to Rambo First Blood. Yeah, that would have been great, actually. That is, you know, like, we talk about this on occasion where they just kind of drag series out and they don't, like, terminate it well. Um, I think they can actually do that with Rambo. <laughs> I think, I, I even like the last Rambo that they did, so. I, the one that I, was just Rambo? Yeah. Where, like, where, where he got on the back of that 50 cal and eviscerated and blew that an entire from like an, an inch away. Entire, like, entire they did army. just name it Rambo, didn't they? Yeah, uh, it was. They just and now they're making a sequel still. Yeah. Gosh, why? <laughs> uh, the other trailer I wanted to mention was the new Terminator trailer that came out, which this is an example I feel like is in the opposite end of the spectrum where you just keep making movies in the franchise and hope that everyone's going to like it. My own opinion, maybe you guys have a different one, but. I just feel like it's just every time it's like, why are we making another Terminator? Okay, so my my only counterpoint to that argument is mm -hmm. uh, Linda Linda Hamilton. That that's it. I don't disagree. I'm just, it's just another Terminator. L Linda Hamilton have... put down the coke for like two seconds and made this movie. I'd like to <laughs> I'd like to see where she goes. I have more counterpoints. James Cameron's making it. That. Okay, fine. I didn't actually know he was working on it. Fine. Also, okay. also, he said, yo, all those other Terminator movies didn't happen. This is Terminator 3. Oh, what? Bless. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I can get behind that. Is Edward Furlong Freaking... coming back, or is he dead yet? I'm sorry, that was really bad, but I'm legitimately <laughs> asking. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm sorry. Uh... Whoa. Whoa. Uh, um, he's he's alive. It looks like he is. Yeah, just good FYI. for him, man. <laughs> oh my goodness, he's only forty-one. Holy shit, only forty-one. <laughs> oh shoot, got to run out of drug money at some point. Anyway, yeah, Gosh. I, I again, I feel like there are things that they can wrap up well, and there are things that they just keep. Maybe the answer to that is your response that James Cameron came out guns blazing. He's like, guys, forget about all the other movies. This is number three. That's all you need to know. Which I think is Fine. really funny because there is a Terminator with the number three in yeah. the title. <laughs> and it was pretty bad, dude. I don't know. Um, before we wrap this up, I know there's a couple things we had in stuff. I don't know whose stuff is in stuff, but there's some stuff down here. Who posted some stuff? That's my is stuff. Is anybody? What's your stuff? stuff? Uh, uh, rail, you rail had guns. like 30 things this week to talk about. Mm -hmm. It's because he's never on. <laughs> he just yeah. saves it all. I, I just had to blow my load all rotating else. people in and out. So they're like, okay, we need to just get a whole bunch of content and they'll be the only person who talk. That'd be great. So rail guns, they're real. Wow. <laughs> great. Okay. Wow. Woo! That was good right there. Is this like it top secret information no, from your job that no, you're not supposed no, to tell us? No, oh, it's not. It's they. It's totally public knowledge. China has actually uh, put a um, like put an active railgun on a surface ship vessel. Whether or not they test fired it is to be determined. But the thing accelerates metal to the point that the air around it turns into plasma. 
fucking plasma <laughs> so that when the muzzle flash happens, it's like purple. It's the most fucking sci-fi shit ever. It's dope. <laughs> the, 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 their paragraphs, they're talking about it in this, and they're talking about the railgun could, in theory, accelerate a munition to seven times the speed of sound, allowing it to quickly hit targets more than 100 miles away. Yes. And it's just a small piece of metal, but at that speed... I mean, it just decimates the yeah, land the, that it impacts with. The or, amount of kinetic building. energy. It's yeah. It's like people were talking about, you know how in artillery or in war movies, you know, the whistle of artillery comes in and people are like, oh, get down. You wouldn't hear that with rail guns because it's going so fucking fast that it would hit you before you even knew what fucking happened. It would just, it would just, <laughs> one second you're sitting there shooting the shit with Billy and then Billy's gone and everyone's gone. So does... Munitions, I'm guessing, are like really, really cheap. Then, since it's just like a hunk of metal a, or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, it's it's literally just. I mean, a, you'd have a, to build something that wouldn't just come apart. So, going at that speed, yeah, it's 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 an alloy sabo, and typically they're thinking about using depleted uranium, like they do in tank shells. So, is this Crazy. cheaper to fire than traditional arms? Then, is this what? Just, is it cheaper to cheaper? fire? Yes, very much. It's like each round is like ten to twenty thousand dollars. It's just material, material and manufacturing. So That's so funny when you so say. Cheap. I mean, each round is only ten to twenty thousand dollars. I mean, it's son, you cheap. don't, you don't, you, you don't know how fucking expensive each <laughs> like five inch gun round is. Apparently, crazy. It is ridiculous. And then, uh, um, go ahead. the only other thing that I had on here was uh, we'll just go ahead and. Index railguns away from once they're available and talk about Valve Index. <laughs> um, that shit looks amazing, and I can't wait to buy it. And I already made a deal with my local library. I said that, hey, once I get this index, I will donate my Rift to you because they were interested in getting one. Wow. Wow, that's cool. Really? Yeah. You know, I just want to hoard like a whole bunch of VR. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about anybody any specific names. here. No, please. Oh, no, I, I, I have, Ooh. I have some, some friends that, that work at the, at the library, and, and it's actually like a pimp, uh, like a pimpalicious library. It's not like my library that I grew up with, where it's just like old and dusty. Like they got some crazy shit there. And so I was like, yeah, you know, you could just like give me some perks or something. They're like, how about just we'll, we'll. We'll give you an Free Audible books. subscription and like, yeah, oh, as many yeah. books as you want. And I was like, sold. Yeah. Okay. Dude. Yeah. I mean, that's I actually. I thought they were going to say, you can rent books from us for completely free. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a steal. I know. That's kind of cool. I mean, that's kind of cool that they would be interested in like the R realm for a library, but well, it, I guess if they're doing it, they, I mean, there are a lot of educational things you yeah, can do with the headset. Yeah, they're asking about, like, all the educational stuff, so I put, like, a package together of, like, all the all the things that they would need, and, like, all software that, that is good and educational, and, like, sent that to them. Hmm. So. Did you tell them that you're probably not going to get an index <laughs> to, like, at least September? Yeah, yeah, I let them know it was going to be a little while, but they were if like, not later. Wait, wait, we're, in, we're in no rush. Just tell them you have a buddy who has just one sitting around just a, just an old vibe sitting around it's so totally dusty. available not being used he'll ship it to you and then you can just bring it by because he doesn't really need it it's so dusty it's fine it'll be okay it'll still run i'm sure it will i'm positive it will soon i'll have a rift that's also sitting around getting dusty Gee, <laughs> and then you're gonna buy how many more indexes for your house before all of your <laughs> rifts oh shit, i think we the... were talking about you earlier 
Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Dang it. I think the index is a little too expensive to be outfitting the house with. Yeah, a little bit. You say that, but then you're going to use it and be like, okay, well. But, like, the thing was, like, Rifts hit, like, $350, and then they were just selling, like, hotcakes to my family. Listen, while you guys are playing with your index, I am going to be using an Oculus Rift S. It's going to be great. Except not. fits your eyes. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Are you getting a Rift S? No, I'm not getting one. Okay. Good grief. No. Man, it's been really funny. I've been reading like a bunch of um reactions came out, like the NDA dropped on the index. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of uh reviewers that have both the Rift S and the Index side by side now. And it's like I was reading this one that's talking about how he was switching off with his wife and the Rift S like quickly became the the quote unquote bad one. <laughs> <laughs> like the you know, like the third-party controller that you give to your friend when he comes over to play PlayStation. Like, oh, here you go, buddy. <laughs> your Mad Cat's controller? Yeah, your Mad Cat's <laughs> controller. <laughs> Holy crap, that's so true. They they Which likened it to that, and I thought that was really funny. Mm. Um, but I mean, well, but I mean that that's good though because this is this is kind of really like promoting a competitive market. Except it's it's, it's kind of shifted. <laughs> It's kind of shifted, you know, a little bit. I mean, we need a few more people for it to be a real competitive market. There's plenty. It's true. That I think there's plenty buy. of people in the... Oh, you mean like consumers? No, I'm saying we need more headsets that people buy that are like widely, widely purchased and widely known. Yeah, we, I, I mean, think the PlayStation VR stuff has a really big following. It's junk. It, it, it does. It, it is has... so junk. Have you guys used one? No. I oh have. my gosh, it's terrible. I have a friend oh, the who, thing was, who has one, and he he would rave about it. And then he came over to the house, and he played in the Vive, and was like, I'm going to go sell this right now because the PlayStation headset sucks. It is you, terrible. You don't know how good you got it until you've you've tried the, the good stuff. Right. I know. But it it's, it's a really good and cheap way to get like get people behind vr because that's true the the number one thing with vr is that nobody really gets it until they try it yeah and everybody that ever given it to even people who don't even like playing video games or anything like that everyone has always been like holy shit this is awesome well because even up till like until just recently we got into actual like uh big titles that are like long it's been it's been more of an experience than it has been a game Right. Like when when I put when people come to my house and they get in the headset, it's not about them playing some game that they enjoy. Hey, play through like, the entirety of Lone Echo. Yeah. W- no. I mean, I'll put them in, and we'll, they'll go. Like, everybody that comes here, they all play Super Hot. That's like the number one go to. They're like yep. that experience is so cool. The idea of like having to manipulate uh, your your body movement and how fast you move is how fast bullets move and timing up. I mean, all that stuff, and it's just so new and such a fresh, cool idea to them that. It's more about the experience than it is about them actually playing it. I also make everyone play the intro to Robo Recall. Oh, yeah. When when all the robots jump you, <laughs> every single person has screamed. <laughs> it is a little scary. Or has had some involuntary response. Like my had... my my supervisor, who like is is like a pretty like tough guy. He's like looking around. They're all looking at him. He's like, "Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this." 
and they all jump and he just like went to go punch them like he was, he was like <laughs> i've had more than one person fall on their face because they tried to lean on a banister in vr <laughs> yep my dad got on the floor while he was in the headset and crawled into the wall twice. He did, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. Satisfying. Yeah. He tried to crawl under a table in Super Hot VR. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, well, hey, everybody, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, like I said before, you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com or our Facebook. We post a lot of what we do on there. Um, there's some videos that we've posted recently. Um, so make sure you check that out. Uh, additionally, we're going to be cranking back out just the forecast like regular we have no upcoming marvel movies for a while sadly so the, the <laughs> four the f- thor 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 the four. Mm-hmm. thor however thor. it's pronounced it's gonna four. be a while till you guys come out a new cast unless you can do other movies you can do other movies we were thinking of it <laughs> we mentioned it we're, we're just kind of playing it by ear okay you also play it by doesn't spider-man come out like what? soon yeah, uh, yeah. It's like next month yeah so okay. it's like a month guys we did three Thor episodes back to back to back. Yeah, well, it was a big time for us. I know. It was <laughs> it was a big moment. Our numbers dropped dramatically. So anyway, thanks so much for joining us, uh, and we'll catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Also, this week's podcast was again brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, designers, and fabricators based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check out their website at www.reclaimindustrialwithane.com. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.